Rally punch. Rally punch. Ryuken. You, my friends, have tuned into this week's episode of the E-Horror Movie Podcast. We highlight a great movie this week starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. He is awesome. Except not as awesome as Kickboxer or Bloodsport. As Guile, he's not quite as good. At any rate, this week's guest is Ross Osmick. Ross, bass player from 8th Plague. He, the great rock band 8th Plague. Ross talks about Street Fighter with me. We uh, enjoyed this episode a lot. Here's why. We've all played Street Fighter. We've all gotten Nintendo Thumb from playing Street Fighter. Or if you played it in the arcade, uh, from slapping the crud out of that, of, that, of that button over and over again. Street Fighter is cool. This movie is not as cool. Uh, maybe the worst interpretation of a video game character, uh, Blanca, is unrecognizable at times. And he doesn't even look scary. Um... Anyway, we have coming up, the Horror Movie Podcast is going to be on location, a little live episode at the Lebanon Megacon in Lebanon, Missouri. Um, check out LebanonMegacon.com, and then check out um, the Horror Movie Podcast.com. Check out our Twitter, at One Horror Movie. Check out our Facebook page, just search The Horror Movie Podcast. Um, what else? You need to go on the iTunes. Go on iTunes and rate the Horror Movie Podcast. Give us five stars. Give us a great review on there. Just real short, nice little review. And that's going to help us out a lot. It's going to help us move up the ratings of the podcast ratings to superstardom in Podcast Town, USA. Uh, and it's going to make us huge. 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 Maybe not. It'll make us go up in the ratings so go on a review give us five stars um my favorite street fighter character was probably guile to play i did play with dalsim a lot because you could stretch out reach out and really uh get separation from your opponent i thought that was cool go on twitter and let us know who your favorite street fighter character was again mine probably guile i played him a lot but then dalsim was really good um Anyway, take a listen to this episode, Ross Osmek. It's Street Fighter, the movie, and it's really bad. It's really bad. Uh, the movie is really bad. So check it out, The Horror Movie Podcast. Guys, enjoy this episode. Um, Ross, today um, we're continuing our theme of video game movies. Um, There seems to be a trend forming that it's difficult to make a uh, decent video game movie. Um, You chose Street Fighter. I did. Why? Well, uh, growing up, that was one of my favorite games to play. And uh, right around that time was, you know, Jean-Claude was real big. So, uh, of course, obviously, like, I thought that movie was going to be huge when I was a kid. So... Uh, I picked that movie just because I remember it being so bad, and uh, I really had high hopes for it. So, you wanted 
Um, success. I did. And you were great, greeted with failure. Jean-Claude and I both fell flat. He, uh, he's got some... His, his positives for this movie, are his, his one-liners are uh, really bad. Yeah. I mean, that's not positive, I guess. But um, Now is the time of the show where we give some details. What I like to call time for some deets. All right. Uh, this movie is directed by Steven D'Souza. Not to be confused with our producer, Phil Souza. Uh, written by, guess who? Steven D'Souza. Uh, produced by Ed Pressman. Release date for this movie was December 23rd, 1994. Just in time for Christmas. Uh, Christmas 1994. Good times. Uh, budget for this was $38 million. Gross box office was $99 million. So this movie probably made some money. It made some money. Yeah, that's not too bad. An all-star cast. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. The Van Daminator. Um, and the late Raul Julia. This was... His last movie. Apparently it was, yeah. Uh, and he... Do you have any information? I know we talked about this. Do he die? He died before this was released, We, we believe he died just before it was released. Maybe we a believe. few months before. before we believe we the believe. Sasquatch was <laughs> spotted in the Pacific Northwest. No, Raw, though, died. It was like October, I think, is what we kind of said. Yeah, yeah. And the movie came out in December, so... And um, they pay homage to him at the credits, too, so... Yep. Um, he, uh, let's see... Uh, also starring was Ming Nguyen, and that is uh, Agent May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, that's a good get for them, and she did a good job as Chun-Li. She's trying to yank and pull this movie along and drag it, and she, she even she, even Agent May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. couldn't drag it along. So. I think they got her at a, at a good discounted price there at the beginning I, of her career. So. I think they did. Uh, Wesley Studi was, uh, played Sagat. Uh, with a Saget, Bob Saget, uh, not uh, Wesley. It might as well have been Bob, um, but he played uh, a uh, eye patch wearing Sagat, Saget, right? Sagat. And then Kylie Minogue, right, from Pop Superstardom, um, makes an appearance as Cammy. Um, really, not a real strong character, but she was basically uh, second in command in the Jean Claude Van Damme Allied Nations Army. Um, now, uh, that's the details. The next part, uh, of our episode, normally we do what I like to call, and everyone else that's ever been on here, or what my notes tell me to say, the 30-second synopsis. So, Ross, you're just going to go back and just tell us a quick 30-second synopsis. I'm going to time you, and if you don't give me $20 billion, uh, and give a good 30-second synopsis. These hostages are going bye-bye. Okay, and go. Okay, we've got Jean-Claude. He's uh, he's the leader of the Allied Nations, I believe. And you've got uh, Cammy, who's his partner. Uh, M. Bison is kind of a dictator trying to take over the world. He wants $20 billion from someone. I'm not sure who. Uh, you've got uh, Guile's friend Carlos, who gets turned into Blanca. And you've got uh, a bunch Ten of seconds. random characters who just kind of are in the movie for some strange reason, so... Don't know really know why. Done? Hey. 25 seconds. That's a good job. <laughs> Thank you. I like what you did there. Some people will then, and I say 10 seconds, will start cramming information in. You just said, you know what? I'm not even going to play your there game. There was just so much in here. I'm, I'm I didn't good. want to do a disservice. You did a good job. 25 you. seconds. You win the award. The hostages ran free. Good job. <laughs> um, all right. So now we're going to go back through the movie. A um, little beat by beat. 
and just talk about uh, the greatness, and that was sarcasm, of (laughs) Street Fighter. (laughs) Sorry. All right. So Street Fighter um, stars... First, it stars Jean-Claude Van Damme as Colonel Colonel Guile. However, the first thing we see is this news report feed from Ming Nguyen, who's Agent May from S.H.I.E.L.D., Um, and she's talking about the horrible atrocities Mm -hmm. that the dictator that is M. Bison has caused on society. M. Bison, however... Like every great megalomaniac that's ever lived or been created in fiction, he believes that he is doing the world a service. He's doing the world a favor. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. He um, he wants peace. Uh, now, what his peace means is, is he's in charge of everyone, and then they just kind of leave him in peace to do whatever the heck he wants to do. Right. To rule the world however he sees fit. Yes. Uh, he has kind of a God complex. Right. Because by the end, he feels like, he makes a lot of references in some of his pandering, long, long-winded Mussolini-level speeches, uh, where he uh, basically compares himself to God over and over again. He does. Yep. Um, Is it too early to talk about how he wanted to create Bisonopolis? <laughs> um, he has some. Uh, he, I, I, he wants to rule the world. He rules them basically because he cares for them. That's basically the, the mantra he has. Mm-hmm. He rules them with iron fist because that's just what's best for everyone. Tell us a little bit about his plans and some of his um, – it's almost like a pyramid-level scheme um, where he's, he has these ideas that uh, all things run through him. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, right. Well, he wants to create a Bisonopolis, which is kind of like a – I don't know if it's a compound or a city, but it kind of uh, from an aerial shot looks like his logo that's on his hat. Uh, it's a skull with like I don't know olive leaves coming out of his collar. I'm not sure what it is exactly, um, but uh, another thing he wants to come up with is uh, bison dollars. This plays big into the plot. Oh, really? midway through the movie and to the end of the movie. Oh too. yeah. So his his bison dollars, by the way, one bison dollar is going to be equal to five British pounds, basically. So, and uh, later in the movie, folks, we find out that uh, why is that? Why, how, how's he how's he going to create this? Uh, uh, How's he going to monetize that? How's he? How's he make that shift? Do you remember? I don't remember. He's going <laughs> to. I must. I must oh, have blinked. Okay. No, I must have blinked. Uh, this is a great. Uh, this is a great one. He's going to kidnap the queen. That's right. And then that's going to make his money worth. Because that makes total sense. Right. <laughs> and he's he's wanting twenty billion British dollars. Why does he right? want British dollars? I don't know. Why it, is he? If he's making if he's making his own bison dollars, why would he want British would he pounds? Want that? I, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense there, but um, you know he's uh, he's kind of got a warped sense of reality. So I don't understand. He's crazy. Well, he's bison. So he is bison. Um, trying to take over the world. Chun Li is a reporter. We don't find out about her secret identity yet. Um, next, we meet the man who's trying to stop M. Bison, Colonel Guile, William F. Guile, Bill F. Guile. Played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. The greatest actor in the world. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen Bloodsport, if you've seen Kickboxer, if you've seen Lionheart, if you've seen uh, Time Cop, if you've seen Double Impact, where Van Damme, it's not enough for Van Damme to be one actor. He must play twins. 
butt-kicking twins. Right. Then you're, if you like those movies, I got a feeling you're going to love this movie. If you thought those movies were kind of corny, you're really going to think this movie is really corny. Those movies were actually pretty good compared to this. This Citizen Kane level good compared yeah. to this thing. Yeah, those were Oscar nominees. Big time. Yeah. Um, so Van Damme is a military hero. He's Colonel Guile, and he's in charge of the Allied Nations military. It's kind of like the UN um, without peacekeeping missions because they're basically going in uh, like a wrecking ball just kind of trying to blow things up to stop Guile at any cost because he's – not Guile, but Bison, Bison at any cost. Um, Bison – Gets on, takes over uh, the world's televisions at one point. Right. Um, to announce that I've got hostages. This is Bison. is played by Raul Julia, by the way. I'm going to talk about some casting after this and why I'm not sure why Raul Julia was playing this. No offense to Raul Julia and his legacy because as Gomez Adams, yep. great. He's in a billion other movies as a great – not seeing him as an action villain. Um he has hostages. He threatens to kill them if Guile, if Guile doesn't get him twenty billion dollars in three days. That alone, to me, that amount is so huge for nineteen ninety four standards. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Twenty billion dollars. All right. So he kidnaps. He also one of the other people. One of the people's he peoples. He has. His uh, Guile's friend Charlie, uh, and no. what, 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 who's Charlie become? Charlie is Charlie Blanca. Ooh, last Bl- name is Blanca. Blanca or Blanco? I'm not exactly sure, but uh, oh, it's Blanc- Charlie Blanca. Blanca, I'm sure. It's uh, a little bit, a little bit like you know, there's a there's a superhero movie out there with a famous person who has a friend who becomes a important part later on in a movie. Oh, that is true. Yeah, we're making a Captain America time. Bucky. He is kind of like Bucky. He's kind of like Bucky. So, and this movie plays out a lot like Captain America. It's, and it was as well it's, received. It's almost as written as well. I think Stephen D'Souza probably was on the writing staff of yeah. uh, Civil War, probably, too. Yeah. Um, so we, we, I'm sure they foreshadow that. Charlie gets led off to be experimented on. To the laboratory. To the labor- he does, and, and Raul Julia does call it a laboratory. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to tell you, folks. No offense to Raul Julia, a great actor. A great actor. And also, no offense to him, he, he was battling stomach cancer. What I'm going to say has nothing to do with anyone that has cancer, has nothing to do with – I mean, I'm not – here's what I'm saying. I'm not sure why they cast Raul Julia in this. One, he, even healthy, he wouldn't have been able to fight. Correct? Right. He's not an action hero. No. Now, he has a great voice for this. He is kind of corny at times, too. But if you think about it, you think back to the actual uh, villain of Bison in the, in the games, he had that kind of, like, ominous... He's ominous. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. and, and Kind of the, Magneto the voice, from, from the X-Men. Exactly. I think the voice, probably more than anything, maybe they just said, hey, you know what? He's got a great voice. And it's Raul, and it's Raul he, Julia. He has similar facial features to Bison, so, yeah. hey, got it. I just... Weird casting. Yeah. What if they cast Arnold in this movie? I had that. I really did have this thought. They could have made him very ominous. Yeah. But he and he would have still had one-liners and stuff. 
some of the some of the uh, at the end, and I'm not going to give any too much away here, but there's a big fight scene at the end. Go figure. <laughs> in a movie called Street Fighter, you'd hope a big fight scene. He starts flying in on like obviously a harnesses, and it looks it looks like Smurfs on ice, basically. It's like the action. Peter Panish, even it's bad. Yeah, my gosh, it's bad. Anyway, that's my raw Julia take. Um, Twenty billion dollars in three days. It's gonna take some fundraising. It's gonna take a lot of cupcake sales um, at the bake sale, a lot of car washes for uh, our friends at the uh, Allied Nations. Uh, to make this money, we meet Ken and Ryu, who really in Street Fighteries are kind of the meat and potatoes of Street Fighter, yeah. but they kind of take a back seat to Guile in this movie. Correct? That's correct. And Guile really was a Street Fighter Two video game character. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, he was Street Fighter. He's II. not even in Street Fighter One, right? I don't believe so. Who was in Street Fighter One? Ken Ryu. Ken Ryu. There's a, a guy named Birdie. Uh, oh, in one. In one. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say Bison might have been in one at the end. Yeah, maybe? At the end, I think. Um, Chun Li, Chun Li probably was. Was Honda? I don't think so. May, maybe the, ton, the Tomahawk guy, T Hawk, maybe might have been. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that Blanca was in the first one. Was he? Yeah, I do know that. And I think maybe Dalsim was in it too. That's possible. Because anyway, I always played with Dalsim. Hmm. Anyway. Big old long arms. He's got long arms. Yep. He'd stand, stand back and hit people with them. They weren't very effective, though. He's no. not real strong. They went low. Yes, that's true. What did he say? What, what was his little saying? Anyway. All right. Um, should have already known that. Okay, so <laughs> Ken and Ryu are underground. They're kind of underground street fighters, but really they're arms dealers slash uh, kind of hucksters. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're just trying to make, they make just a quick buck. Make it they're a buck. swindlers. Yeah. Reduce, um, reduce, swindlers, swindlers list. Reduce um, they, down to arms. They try, <laughs> they try to swindle the ultimate swindler, Sagat, Saget, whatever, Bob Saget. They try to, they try to swindle Sagat, uh, who's a big arms dealer. You don't try to pull one over on him. Uh, Sagat figures them out and uh, turns on the weapons on to shoot him. Right. And turns out the weapons that Ken Ryder were trying to sell him. Were toy guns. Right. Full, <laughs> full of like ping pong balls or hilarious. something. This is hilarious cinema. Um, Sagat forces Ken and Ryu. What's he forced them to do? Uh, he forces, he, as far as. Uh, after they've been caught. Oh, after they're caught? Uh, he makes them join, right? Not yet. No, not yet. What's the movie called? Street Fighter. He makes them. Oh, they're going to have to fight. Yeah, and who they have to fight. They have to fight Vega, mm-hmm. right? Vega, the pretty boy Spaniard, yeah. comes in. He's got his long uh, ponytail. He's, he's pretty accurate as and far as the lo- game goes. And he looks pretty. He looks the he's part. He's not as tall. None of these yeah. people seem as tall. Uh, Saget, right. Sagat, whatever his name is, right. in, the, in the game is a ginormous right. human. He's not in this game. They're always taller in video games. They're always taller in video games. Um <laughs> Um, so he, uh, (laughs) this is classic for this movie. Is it Ryu is the one that they make fight? Is that right? Yes. They make Ryu fight. Ryu fight. Well, we say fight. Well, yeah. They get ready to fight. They have the long wrestling intro for Vega. (laughs) Takes forever. He walks out like Ric Flair. He walks out and he's throwing, he's, he's throwing all kinds of stuff. Everybody saying woo everywhere. And then all of a sudden. Crashing through the wall comes Guile and tells them all they're under arrest. They're all under arrest. You don't get to see a fight. Nope. In Street Fighter, you don't get to see a fight. And this is roughly at the 30-minute mark and still no fighting. 
Uh, it gets worse. So, um, he comes through, um, and comes through the wall. Van Dam and the and the Allied nations send them off to prison. Uh, Van Dam goes to the prison. He knows Ken and Ryu have honest faces. They have a good heart, obviously. Yeah, from the half a second interaction they had. Obviously, Ken and Ryu aren't. He said, You're, "This is not the type type of people you are." And he then proceeds to convince them they need to infiltrate um, Bob Saget's uh, uh, villainy army because he knows that Sagat and Bison are sort of in the league together. Right. Um, he Van Dam allows them to escape. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's he do? He also fakes what? He fakes his own death. Yes. Yeah, and it is no less, he lets Ken shoot him on the way out. Convincing. Convincing. And, and I thought he was dead. We all did. Well. My son cried. He did. <laughs> Not really. He did get freaked out whenever you saw Blanca for the first he, time. He did. He actually ran out of the room the first time we see You remember what he said? Blanca. I don't remember what he said. He goes, uh, uh, this isn't good. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not laughing at you, Miller. Sorry, buddy. All right. So, um, so, um, fakes his death. Ken and Ryu escape with Sagat, Sagat, Sagat whatever. Um, we're going to get his name right by the end. Um, and Chun Li puts a tracker on the uh, escape, escape truck. Right. Uh, so she can figure out where Bison is because you don't quite know her backstory with Bison yet. But we know for some reason she's tracking the truck. Yes, and she wants to find out where she's at. And we don't really know her. We don't know her secret identity yet. Nope. Um, Saget and Bison, we find out once they get back, are working together. Um, Bison, I mean, he wants to rule the world. Um, he has created his own currency. Mm-hmm. We talked about that earlier. Bison bucks. Buy some dollars. Whichever. We said they're uh, worth five to one, the British dollar. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know why they use the British dollar. It's real strong. <laughs> why? I don't was, I guess the movie was maybe in even the Philippines even, so I don't I don't know. I, why'd they pick that one? I, I don't I don't know. Ron Julia's not even British, is he? He's gotta be uh, I thought he was from Spanish South, or, South Amer- or South American. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Some kind of sp- sorry, Raul. 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 Um Um so um I love that. I love that the kicker for Sagat thinking Bison is crazy is whenever Bison opens up the payment, the payment briefcase, and it's filled with Bison Bison dollars. Yeah, with Bison's face on it. It took him a long time to realize that that he was cray cray. And he said that he's like, I, "You're crazy. I can't." I'm out of here. I'm not going to work for you. We're not going to work together. I, I, I'm an idiot for thinking I could work with you. And so then they have a little Mexican, like basically like a Mexican standoff where the sides kind of group up. Right. Uh, meanwhile, in the back room, Ken and Ryu. Uh, they're escaping the, uh, this is like their second escape. They're escaping now. And they're trying, but then, the they're, running to, right? then they're running into Chun-Li, mm-hmm. who's back there. And she's, uh, is she dressed up as Chun-Li at this point? I don't think at this point yet. Why did she go in with him? And, and well, this, we're not to that point yet. But um, Chun Li, Ken and Ryu find Chun Li. E Honda, we meet E Honda, mm-hmm. and we meet Balrog. 
E Honda. Tell us, tell us a little bit, Ross, about uh, E Honda and Balrog. Okay, so it's a really strange kind of dynamic here. We've got uh, Chun Li, who we don't realize the whole story, but Chun Li is a news reporter. We've got Balrog, who is the camera operator, mm-hmm. and then uh, let's see, E Honda. I guess he's maybe the producer or the, the, the driver, driver, maybe. maybe? I guess I, I don't know. And how those three work together, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they're a team, though. They're, they are a team. What are their attributes? If we were going to talk about them as, as fighters, what's E. Honda and Balrog's attributes? Tell us a little bit about attributes. each character. Okay. Uh, e. Honda is kind of a plump sort of guy. He's, uh-huh. uh, he's Polynesian, uh, mm-hmm. which is interesting because in the game, he's Japanese. And what is he? Well, he's, a, he's a sumo wrestler. He's a sumo wrestler. Supposedly. Uh, so, allegedly. allegedly. Yes. And uh, I guess he... So he's a sumo wrestler. Yes. And then you've got Balrog, who uh-huh. is... Uh, I don't know if he's a retired boxer or a current boxer. Or... He claims that Bison cost him his career. Is that right? Or I, th- is it... I think he did say that. Yeah. Or there's some. Yeah. Let's... Maybe it was like a fixed match and Something he like never that. box again. I don't know. Um, Balrog in the game <clears throat> looked a lot a sneaky, a lot like Mike Tyson. Right. Sneaky, kind of. And then uh, E Honda, and you guys might not know this, but there was a wrestler, professional wrestler named Yokozuna, and Yokozuna. WWF champion and E Honda again sneakily was on that game and a fighter kind of around the same time that Yokozuna was hugely popular Similar in, in wrestling. Uh, okay, um, you know Yokozuna fought Undertaker at WrestleMania, and of course the Undertaker won. Well, because he always wins at WrestleMania. Right. All right. Well, Sorry. if it was E Honda, he would not have won. No, because Yohanna's got super power punch. What's his? What's he say? Um, yep, 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 yep. I don't know. Maybe. Is that what he says? <laughs> Does he say e Doesn't he? He has one power move where he yells e Honda. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Anyway, I digress. We may, at the end of this, have all the clips of all the sayings. We need all their sound the bites, for sure. End. Not at this point, but at the end. Um, so stick around to the end, folks. Um, <laughs> to the cut scene uh, where Bison comes back to life. Oh, whoa, Sorry. Oh, well, they run into each other. Um, Ken and Ryu, they find uh, Chun Li, Honda Balrog. They've infl- and they've kind of infiltrated the bad guy's lair here. Uh, and they kind of promise to help each other to fight off Bison. Ken and Ryu walk back out, like, hey, we got to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. They walk right into the middle of the Mexican standoff that's still going right. on 25 minutes later. They've not figured out anything or shot each other to death. These right. two killers have not figured this out. It's kind of amazing. Uh, so sides are kind of kind of divided up, and um, and we're not. Uh, so in walks Ken and Ryu, and what, yes. they they walk in on both sides of the standoff, and one of them snatches Ken by the neck, and the other one snatches Ryu by the neck, and yes, now they're kind of stuck in the middle mm-hmm. of it. So um, now Chun Li, Honda, and Balrog eventually get found mm-hmm. hiding around in the back, and Ryu and Ken don't do not intervene to help them, and so Chun Li's mad at him. How dare you! But Ken and Ryan were really only there to help out, uh, to infiltrate right. Guile. Just for Guile. they got to be undercover. they right. got to be undercover. Right. They, they don't want to blow their cover. They want to mean something, Jack. Their cover's important yep. here. Um, <laughs> Chun Li somehow brokers a meeting. Not really brokers it, but Bison offers to let her come in to talk to him. Right. Of course, then, she starts to talk about... This is one of the bigger plot holes. She, she comes in and starts talking to him. Bison kind of tries to put the moves on her a little bit. It was creepy. It was kind of weird. Yeah. It was like, 
the movie wanted you to feel like he was putting the moves on her, but he didn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. But he just kept dimming the lights, and she had some outfit on. Did he give her that outfit to wear? I think maybe, yeah, he let her go change or something like that. And that's actually he, her street fighting outfit that she ends up in yes. with the buns, the dual buns or he whatever. he ended up in, in his outfit. Right? He, did, he did. As a matter of fact, during that scene, that's when he goes behind a little canvas and puts on a smoking jacket or something <laughs> weird. So, <laughs> uh, He's just trying to get comfortable. Right. Um, Setting the mood. He's a bison. <laughs> he's, a world, he's a renaissance man, really. Um Vice, okay, she talks about how she's been waiting 20 years. To meet him, right? To meet him. Yep. I've been waiting 20 years to meet you. You destroyed my family. My my father was the tribe's leader or some weird, like, council leader of the whatever tribe that she that he destroyed. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, I didn't. Well, I've never heard of that. I don't even remember that. To you, it's a big deal. To me, it's nothing. She starts to talk about how, well, now that she has him one-on-one, she's going to beat him up. Right. Bison then makes a reference to Chun-Li. I've, whenever you're fighting around the world, you're never fighting. You're always letting your you know, Honda or Balrog fight for you. In a matter of like 20 seconds, we went from, I don't know who you are. Right. To him saying that, but none of these, we don't know that at this point. None of these people we know do they fight. They're just they work for a news channel, and now all of a sudden, all and, three of them fight. And it's weird. Like it makes, but it makes no sense because Bison's going from saying one thing to then making reference to him knowing of her fighting. It's like no one looked, watched this movie before they sent it to, to to tape and thought, "Hey, we we need to check that." Maybe there's some continuity issue here. Right. No, they just send it. Maybe they cut that part out, that whole part about her actually fighting. Yeah, maybe uh, cut the whole thing out. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. So um, she says, I'll show you I can fight. Roundhouse kick, roundhouse kick to the chest, a bison in a smoker jacket. Right. And uh, he's, he's having some problems. He's getting knocked down. Yeah, she runs his head through some glass. Right through a glass, and it looked like real glass. It was real glass. It, was it? Mm-hmm. He he might have really gotten hurt there. <laughs> um, then the rest of the crew come running in, and uh, she's distracted. Yeah, Ken, Ryu, Balrog, the whole gang. Yeah, just come running in, and yes. then they distract her. Yes. right right in the middle of the fight. Yes, she looks away and all of a sudden, and then guess what? Bison does super uh, Doctor Evil. <laughs> what it was? That's what I thought. Uh, he climbs into his hyperbaric chamber, I guess. Hits the gas button. It's like his panic room. Right. It's like his Jodie Foster panic room. With his clear glass front. Yeah. Yep. He can watch from the inside. Yep. And um, he's just laughing maniacally as they're gassed and uh, knocked out. It's must knockout gas. Right. He wouldn't want to hurt anyone that's trying to hurt him. No, so no. So it's knockout gas, not murder gas. <laughs> I mean, it should have been, but whatever. He's a good, he's a good dictator. And he's laughing as the fire pyro, the fire in the background... His fireplace in this room has a big, gigantic, looks like Bowser's uh, uh, teeth on Mario Brothers or something. <laughs> and he's, ah, and, it, and, and then it kind of shows his face and superimposes his face on the fire because he's evil. Um, oh, gosh, so bad. Um, so then uh, Chun-Li and the gang are subdued with the gas. Uh, they're captured. Uh, Ken and Ryer, they're you know they tried to help them, but they got captured too. 
Then what I am going to say, my favorite part of the whole movie comes up next. We then segue to Van Damme, the Van Daminator, uh, Colonel Guile. Uh, he is rallying his troops. The AN ambassador, the Allied Nations ambassador, some random one. Now you've got you've to gotta make sure that we're just going to give them the $20 billion, Guile. We're, we're we're not, you're in. not going anywhere. This is the, the typical guy with the, the glasses, a little wormy, uh, ratty-faced guy. He's who just bookworm, he's, he's wanting to give in. He's a suit. We're going to do whatever Bison wants so that we don't have to uh, you know, fight. And, We're going to give in. And then Van Damme gives what I'm entitling the greatest speech of all time. It is. Troopers, I just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is canceled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes, and our friends who have died here will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up, but we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going upriver, and I'm going to kick that son of a bison's so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now, who wants to go home, and who wants to go with me? So after the speech... Um, uh, Bison makes some claims. Okay, we segue after the speech. Everyone's all pumped up. Then we segue to Bison. He's doing his normal uh, dictator thing uh, where you're banging your hand on the, on the pulpit or the table or whatever you're talking in front of and really orating your crowd because that's all he does the whole movie. Makes lots of claims about world domination. And he just, in general, makes a lot of speeches. Bison, his power really isn't fighting it up to this point. It's just making a lot of speeches. It's rousing the other people. How did he get power? I don't, I'm not sure how he... They really didn't give background why he's... He's just automatically in power, huh? Yeah. Automatic. It's weird. Uh, it's like, how did Professor X get all that money for that mansion and the kids? And the kids' school in X-Men? We don't, just don't know. Donation. We just, ele- <laughs> we just accept it, whatever it is. We're not sure how. How did Bison come in power? He just is. He's just in power. But you're probably right in donations. There's a backstory there somewhere. Girl Scouts of America. Girl Scout cookies. Yep. They donated. Um, that's where your money goes, folks. Um, don't buy them. Don't buy them. Um, <laughs> no dosy does this year, because um, Bison M Bison's going to get his. All right, um, Guile, like he always does. Okay. Oh, rewind. Uh, Bison's making his speech. He turns to the hostages and says, oh, "Hostages, you are going to see the monster that I've created. I want to rule the world." And I want to rule the world with these super creatures that I've created. And here is the face of evil. Before this, folks, you were treated with Blanca, who, if you ever played this game, he's, I didn't like playing with him very much because his mobility was kind of weird on this game, but he does have the shock lightning thing. Yeah. But he's a pretty jacked person. Like, he looks, 
thick. He's a pretty big guy. Cut pretty big. He, he's as big as a, as a WWF guy. He's a, a WWE big character. guy. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty big. Um, the actor that played Charlie, they just, man, put some orange paint or green paint on him. Yep. An orange wig. You gave him a great orange wig. Gosh, it's don't, bad. Don't knock it. It's like from Spencer's Gifts. It really was. Like They're like, we... It was stringy. We Listen, we got $38 million. Van Damme took 15. Right. Raul Julia took 10. Yep. We're kind of short here. 13 million we, we've we got, got to spend. 13 mil to spend on the boats and everything. Well, the so. boat cost 5 million. Well, we rent it from the it was a stealth boat. government surplus store. You know. Go down to Spencer's Gifts. Get an orange wig. Uh, just get some some green paint, some Hulk paint. Right, and don't forget to get some of that uh, uh, prosthetic skin that they oh, always that, have around Halloween time. Yeah, uh, we, we we've seen. I think I think we've seen this character in a video game. Right, we're in charge of writing this movie, but we've never really seen the seen the game. So right. I don't know what what, what what we're really looking at. We, I'm assuming. Let's assume that he's got some bumps on his head. So we'll put some prosthetic skin up there. And, uh, you know, that'll be good. We'll just put it, on, we'll put it on there. We'll paint it green. And uh, then we'll put, put the wig on, and he's good to go. He's going to look perfect. He doesn't really need muscles. He doesn't have any muscles. Although his... Um, <laughs> he looks so plain. Although like, it did increase yeah. his muscle size by like 70%. 70. <laughs> As I kept saying, the computer kept saying, uh, muscle density increased by 10%. <laughs> muscle density increased by 15 And he was like, looks the same. He's the exact same guy. And he's a pretty skinny guy to start with, so... Weird. Yeah. Charlie. Doesn't understand life. Charlie Bunko. Charla. Char- Charla. What? Hey, you, um, you, know, you gotta wonder, is that guy named Carlos, actually? He's, supposed, he's probably from South America. That's where Blanco is from, I think, in the game. So. Supposed to be. But yeah. this doesn't really follow the continuity of the game. No. But sad. So sad. Uh, we, Dalsim is Dr. Dalsim. Right. Okay. He's an he's Indian. He's an Indian mm-hmm. uh, from the country of India. And he... Um, is the scientist luckily Bison's been trying to take Charlie's mind and warp it and make him completely evil? Mm-hmm. Luckily, Dalsim is a good-hearted man who's being kept. He's also under the you know who's been kidnapped by uh, Bison and forced to do this horrible work. And uh, he he inputs good thoughts into Blanca's head, while Raul Julia's Bison character is inputting only bad things. Right. Stock footage from uh, Time Life's World War II videos mm-hmm. and all kinds of random things. All the while we're increasing Blanca's... Baby's crying yeah, but, on some of the videos. Well, all the while we're increasing yeah. his, uh, his muscle size, he's having to watch... 70%, 70% muscle mass increase. He's having to watch this footage of terrible things on like a, uh, like a Samsung VR uh, from 1980, <laughs> circa 1984, 1994. It's, it's two TV screens. 75% muscle mass increase. So all the while, uh, Doctor Dalsim is while while there's no one actually looking, he he then switches the channel to put on like yeah. Doctor Martin Luther King's speech and this some other random channel. You know. Yeah, eighty percent muscle mass increase. So Doctor Dalsim is a good guy. He, he's just you know trying to like sneakily he's trying to find a way good thoughts to do positive to make Blanca into a good person. They don't really show him getting transformed, but he has a fight thing later. He gets chemicals dumped on him and electrified. And so you got to think that in the sequel, had there been a straight-across mm-hmm. sequel to this, there is a Street Fighter Chun-Li movie but in 2009. We said it's like 15 years later. But had there been a straight-across sequel, this guy would have been all over the place. They Top probably would have gotten 
They probably would have gotten Ben Kingsley to play this role, though. That'd be, he'd be perfect. They probably tried to get him, and he said, uh, I'll do anything for money, but I will not do this movie. <laughs> um, but I won't I do that. <laughs> I won't be Dawson. Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, where was that? Okay, the big reveal. Bison wants us to see the face of evil. Blanca. And as the uh, has the power the power cell um, hyperbaric chamber hyperbaric chamber rises above, and the poor the poor uh, slaves slave for <laughs> uh, what was I saying? What's the word? Prisoners, prisoners, uh, the kidnappies, yeah, um, hostages, hostages. There it is. Hostages. Twenty billion dollars. <laughs> I can't think of what they are. Hostages are watching with a, a bated breath. Out comes. With his super kick, straight on super kick. Right. You're expecting Blanca, but no. It's Guile. Right. Right out of the with chamber. Pure Guile jumps from the hyperbaric <laughs> chamber and kicks <laughs> Raw Julia square in his chest. Um, sonic gosh. boom. <laughs> really sonic boom for Rizzle. And so um, it's on at this point. We finally, at the 60 minute mark, folks. The, the monster reveal, Guile comes out. We finally have our first actual squaring off of a fight. Right. And it's Zangief and Honda. They square off. Zangief is the Russian, by the way. Mm-hmm. Played by the actor that played Latimer in the program, uh, who is a roid, roided up uh, crazy guy. But anyway, he, Zangief, fights Honda, who Honda was the Hawaiian center from uh, Necessary Roughness, so, starring Scott Bakula and Sinbad. So we've got two old football buddies. These are all from, from iconic early 90s football movies. Right. And they're here. Right. And they're going to square off and fight. For your viewing pleasure. For your viewing pleasure. And what's, how's it start? It starts with looking at each other, yeah. camera pan away. Next thing, they, next thing it goes back, and Honda has picked up uh, Zangief in a body slam, slams him through the floor. Right through the floor. So... Literally, our first square off fight is four and a half seconds long. It's over. And it's over. He slams him through the floor, and it's him, uh, Honda, and Zangief, and some random rug all go through the floor. The random rug that they had (laughs) over the metal hole. There's a big metal thing they're standing on, but there's a big hole in the middle. So they fall through the floor, and you don't see them again until later. Right. When we have a, and we won't get into the, we'll, we'll, we'll go to first then back to Guile and Bison squaring off. And Bison doing what he does best, giving a great speech. And we have uh, Guile giving um, some, some, some great stuff, uh, talking back and forth. They start fighting. Then we segue back to Zangief and Honda on a screen. Ken and Ryu are uh, watching this on a screen. And also, who's watching this on a screen? are some stereotypical Asian people. They then talk in, I'm assuming, Japanese to each other. In a, and they're, they look, they're looking at the screen, and Zangief and Honda are walking over the model city from earlier, and then there's a gong, like in a... a, a a uh, Godzilla movie, right? And you hear Godzilla's voice as they're trampling, <laughs> as they're trampling the model of Bisonopolis, oh. whatever that <laughs> sound is. And yeah, that's Zangief and Honda. They they are Mothra and Godzilla. 
back to <laughs> the real fight. Uh, Guile versus Bison. Um, Guile, uh, Bison, uh, does he get electric yet? He flies around at this no, point. Uh, I think Guile gives him a, a stern talking to and maybe kind of pops him real good a couple yes. times. He Actually, doesn't he land on the actual Street Fighter controls at some point and oh he's gosh. like knocked out? Yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. And then um, really, though, this fight is super corny uh, and has a lot of one-liners. Uh, and uh, here, here's some examples. You have made me a happy man. Next... I'll make you a dead one. Yeah. You'll have to do better than that. Okay. Colonel, are you all right? I'm okay. I'm just half dead. And Bison? All dead. It levitates my desk where I ride the saddle of the world. And it levitates me. Come here, prepare to fight a madman, and instead you found a god? Bison, you're off the air. So, Bison and Guile fight. Guile ends up super kicking uh, Bison right in the chest. At one point, he uh, dies. His outfit, though, has this ability to bring him back to life. Right. And it turbo shocks him, and then he turns electro, basically. Yeah. And he's got electric Emperor Palpatine. Like blue yeah. electronic bolts flying yes. from his hand and everything. So. Yes. And Guile really holds his own just fine. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of show, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of bark and not a lot of bite, apparently, out of bison. This is where the whole flying through the air thing starts, though. And I think oh he calls gosh. it superconductro, superconducto, I can't even say it, superconductor electromagnetism. Yeah, it's good. It's scientific. Apparently, that's what powers the trains in Japan. At least that's what Bison says. And what's, it's what allows his uh, little uh, platform that he orates his... That's right. Uh, ...his dictator speeches on. <laughs> it powers that and lets it levitate. And now, somehow, that's become part of his fabric. He he now has that within his bones and his muscles. And it really doesn't pay off. Because <laughs> Guile, again, just does a big axe kick on his head and... Kicks him and incapacitates him. Mm-hmm. Everyone's high fiving and cheering, um, and really, Bison's dead, and the hostages are able to run free. Did it show where they went to? Did they just leave? No, they were just allowed to. I, I don't know. They well, were down in the pit, and then they all got back together. You have a you had an, a random little fight. There were some other fights, some side fights. Vega fought. Vega uh, fought Ryu eventually, Ryu. right? Ken fought Saget. Yep. Um, and um, who else? I'm trying to think of anybody else, really. Zangief and Honda's fight ended right. uh, with Honda winning. Zangief and the Jamaican random henchman guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? DJ. DJ. DJ, uh, DJ from, mm-hmm. like, that's like, he's not even Street Fighter 2. I think, I think he's, he's like, like Street Fighter 3, 3 or something like or that. Or Alpha or whatever it is. Yeah, and he was pretty... You know, slinky guy too. Right. He should have been a big buff guy, but he was skinny too. I don't yeah, get it. We're casting in this thing, and then um, they all kind of go out their own ways because the countdown clock that Raul Julia's Bison started mm-hmm. uh, seemingly feel it feels like several years they had, ago. They had twelve hours basically left to get the twenty billion dollars or billion something dollars. was going to blow up all the hostages, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're going to kill them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and so that cutting the clock, they can't stop it, which is really rare in a movie. If they can't stop the clock. I don't even think they tried to stop it, did they? No. He just, I guess they wanted to destroy uh, Rod Julia's uh, bison's lair there. Right. So they escape from the lair, and as they escape, it's cool guys don't look at explosions as the, uh, I, the island starts to just explode. And they're all standing around. and uh, all, all of the Street Fighter characters have then met up. like They've escaped through different routes of the temple, and they end up meeting by some marsh, and they're checking on each other, and it's just... Random Hanging out, o. talking. Yeah, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. That's it. Yeah. Zangief sees the error of his ways, right. the Russian. Uh, he finds out that M. Bison was not all he was cracked up to be. Uh, Sagat slash Saget escapes with DJ, the Jamaican street fighter. Right, DJ and DJ and Sagat. I think they were trying to escape with the money. And, yeah, I don't and know. then Sagat opens up the thing, and what's in it? It's Bison dollars. <laughs> <laughs> worth zero dollars, which are, zero worth absolutely nothing. That he doesn't get twenty billion dollars. Throw him in there, laughing about right, it, right in the air, because um, he's just glad to have his life. It's Saget, I'm sure, has a new lease on life, right? Um, and uh, <laughs> yep, and I'm sure he has a new lease on life, and he's gonna start his own become sitcom. a pirate now. His own sitcom, new uh, Fuller Fighter House, Fighter Fuller House, House, Fighter Fuller um, House. So anyway, uh, Saget. Um, so really, uh, then the, the island explodes again, and they're worried, and then they look at the camera, and they look back, and they all jump in the air and freeze frame. Poster style. Poster style. Yeah. Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2, the movie. Uh, in the post-credits, uh, Bison, his computer, fires up, mm-hmm. and uh, he selects replay. Replay uh, world domination. World domination. Yep. And it, I think at some point, his hand kind of flies up through the rubble, oh! and you see his glove. And yeah, so, power glove. Yeah, power glove. And, um, <laughs> folks, that's it. It's pretty bad. For Raul. Vaya con Dios. Vaya con Dios. For Raul. That's what it says at the end, too. Which yep. is probably the best part of the whole movie that yeah. they gave some tribute to him. And, again, Raul, great, great actor. And uh, just, man. They probably could. not one of his finest. I'm sure he would have liked to have gone out better, but yeah, probably so. You know, probably so. Uh, Ross, what are some good parts of this movie that you like? Good you parts, good good things. Oh gosh, uh, see good parts. Um, I like that uh, it had typical Jean Claude um, debauchery. You mm-hmm. know, he always had those one liners, and uh, he sh- he showed his muscles quite a bit. You know, which he's is in good shape. T- typical for him. He's he does that in every he's movie. Flexible. He's very flexible. We Although learned, he didn't we that in, in kickbox. You do. Although he didn't do his uh, his patented splits. He loves the splits. I didn't see that in this. He loves a high. He loves a high waisted pants. Yeah, he does. Like a Zubaz. He's built to wear Zubaz pants. If only he had a rat tail. Oh man, it'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Vega are probably really good friends in my life. <laughs> but they actually are. play Vega. I'm probably look that up later. They're probably yeah, best. Buddies. They're probably buddies. Um, that was the goods. Right. Uh, bads. Uh, one, one more good. I do okay. like. I do like that they had lots of characters in there, and they were pretty easy to pick out who was who. Yes. And uh, being a big fan of the game, like at least there's a lot of characters yes. in there. Um, although the the casting was terrible. Pretty bad. So that's a negative. Ken and Ryu were so skinny. Like, <clears throat> you know. And I guess maybe they don't have actors that are that buff, but still, you can find people out there. And they weren't even good actors. No, they weren't. They. They Ken, could have done better. Ken, honestly, I, I told you earlier, looked a little bit like uh, Uncle Joey, maybe from Full House. <laughs> <laughs> Full House theme on this episode. I yeah. didn't see that coming. Sag- well, we turned it all back around. We so. did. 
Um, I thought the good and the, the nostalgia of it a lot, and I put lots of characters as well. Yeah. Um, I think that I think in the if they had really planned on doing a sequel, I think in this movie less could have been more had they just focused some of that right. on a few characters. Right. But again, it's kind of the redeeming thing to see some of those characters in real life, mm-hmm. kind of put in actual characters. But the story was really bad. Steven D'Souza, um, you, my friend, really don't write a very that, good story. That might have been Steven's last movie. It might have been. It might have been. <laughs> if not, probably should have been. And I just put it was just really corny. Like, yeah. Uh, it was like a nightmare of all the things that Van Damme does in movies. Yeah. And just kind of all wrapped into one and put in a movie about a video game. Yeah. It's hard to do a video game movie. It's got to be, but... I'm I, telling you that that was not good. The writing wasn't good. Yeah. It was so unbelievable yeah. the whole way through. Well, and the story was had lots of holes in it. Right. So and lots of them. Um, let's ra- okay. We rate this. Uh, however many horribles, one to five. One to five horribles. How, one to five horribles. Well, how many? How many horribles? Would okay, this be is one a good score? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one is uh, all, these are all horrible. Oh, right. But uh, one is the least. Of the horribles, okay. and five is okay. Five is uh, Sonic Boom horrible stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, my rating on this then is going to have to be probably four horribles. Four, four horribles. horribles. Yeah. It was uh, it was one of the corniest movies I've seen in a long really time. Corny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, like I said, had high hopes for it as a kid. Didn't really like it then, and uh, you know, as I've seen lots and lots of really good movies since then, it's yeah. just bad, just real bad. bad. So it's just a classic uh, movie that you see in rerun on like a TBS on right. some Saturday after it's three o'clock Saturday afternoon. What's right. up next at six at three o five? It's Street it's, Fighter. Yeah, the, the the Braves game is over. Braves so. game got over. <laughs> <laughs> Braves game got over. Uh, <laughs> Doyle Alexander pitched a an eight inning uh, you know four hit ball game. Right. And uh, next up, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Followed by Time Cop, followed by Kickboxer, followed by... Bloodsport 2. Bloodsport 2. Yes, so you see the pattern here. Okay, well, that's awesome. Uh, Ross, thanks for coming on, man. No problem. I appreciate it. I had a good time. It was a good time. I really enjoyed hanging out and watching this movie. Um, I'm glad you picked this movie. And like I said, it kind of goes along with our theme uh, and kind of where we're going at the... You know, we're going to some video game movies because it really is hard to make a good video game movie. Right. And I don't know if I know of one. Can you think of one? I have high hopes. There's a movie coming out called Warcraft in a few months. Yes. Looks like it might be pretty good. I don't know. I just don't know. I uh, don't know. The CGI on it looks pretty good. And that does look pretty good on but, that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I never played the game, but uh, high hopes again, Jack. High hopes. High hopes. We'll see. Man, video games are hard to reproduce. Yep. All right, man. Thanks, Ross. No problem. Um... Guys, thanks for downloading the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, you can keep up with the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, download it uh, on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on thehorrormoviepodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at One Horrible Movie. Uh, it's coming soon to Google Play. You can find us uh, at uh, revolverpodcast.com. And uh, you can follow, follow Revolver Podcast at, at revolverpod and at revolveraudio. And that's on Twitter. And guys, remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. And uh, I'm just going to say one thing. Rally Punch! Oh, you can! Dr. Nice and Burger!
Sonic Boom! Phoenix Bob Key! Hadouken! Uppercut! <laughs>